You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. an edition of the Chop Sports Social right here on Premier Plus and, of course, the Premier Podcast Network. Your host, Sturch Gooch over there. Hope everybody's doing well out there. We want to let you guys know we're being broadcasted from the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru Studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey. And the show is being powered by, that's right, I'm going to go with, instead of sponsored, it's powered by Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right next to the train station. Can't miss them. It's a massive sign that says eyeglasses, I think. Um, it's right next to the train, so the train's right there. So you can't miss this yeah. place. Go see Craig and Johnny. Johnny, and if you are watching, she is. Um, I got your text like four days later. You don't, Dave oh, could have oh. Dave could attest to this. I'm sure you watch the show enough to uh, understand how bad you, I am you, with these you, things. It's not even. I would it, imagine it's, it's to the point, bro. I would imagine that my mother went in there with my aunt at some point last week. Okay. And then when I turned on my phone, there was a text from. Janine saying, your mother is the sweetest lady, but I saw she really like, is <laughs> like but. Saturday night at like 1 a maybe honestly it was late. Janine hit you with the you up text? No, no, no. Or that's when you got it. That's when I turned my phone on, and I was like, well, I'm not going to respond now. And then I haven't really thought about it since then. And as you bring up Absolute Eyewear, I'm like, that's right. And now you're talking I to her right now, so there you go. Um, so, of course, thank you, as always, for the support uh, through everything Chop Sports Media is doing over here at Chop Studio. So, lots to get into. It is fantasy season. We've already talked about it at length. Well, not really at length, but uh, enough. Uh, where s- drafts are starting to happen. My home draft happened last week. Uh, Gooch listened to my podcast on the Dave Sturgeo Show, which you can find on this podcast network as well, and he said your team stunk in the mock draft. However, I think I redeemed myself yeah. from the second pick, um, in which my brother threw me a curveball because the entire summer, or at least the last couple weeks when we knew the draft order, my brother was first, I was second. Uh, I figured he's going CMC the whole time, so let me start mocking with Justin Jefferson at the helm and then move on from there. Swerve alert. Uh, he takes Justin Jefferson number one overall in my league in a half-point PPR. I I don't want to say Scott stuck with Christian McCaffrey at two because he's going to be a role player. The only thing that concerns me. Wait, wait. Define role player because I think I don't. I just want everybody to understand that you don't actually think that he's going to be a role player in the in like a you know. I just think there's only one the ball word. to go around. There is a role. Of course there Christian is. McCaffrey, and it's the it's the lion's share most. I would hope, right? Carries. I would yes, hope. But the, f- the problem is, there's a pick. lot of a lot of people starting to go around saying that if Elijah Mitchell is healthy, oh, no, he's no, no, going no. to it's, eat it's up not, a it's lot. Not, it's not a it's a fact he will, but that could be what keeps Christian McCaffrey healthy as well. There's, That's a, true. there's two sides of it, and I'm on both sides. I take Eckler Can't over. Can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can. I can. <laughs> like I take at a certain point when you're assessing players. Certain other players are gone, so you're going to make concessions maybe with the fourth pick that you wouldn't make with the second pick. Sure. Right? So I'm taking Eckler over McCaffrey for the reason of... I thought about it. The reason why that nobody is doing that is because of the name value. I could promise you that's the only reason. But if you look at production... No, Eckler won me the title last year. Eckler has been more productive over the last two seasons. He's been more consistent. Last year, McCaffrey... When he got traded, he started... he, He came back. I mean, he was back a little bit before that, but now... But then if you look at what Elijah Mitchell did when McCaffrey was there, and not even really what Mitchell did, it's what 
McCaffrey didn't do when Elijah Mitchell was playing. So let's pretend arbitrarily at the third pick, and I don't remember it off the top of my head, took Eckler, right? Which I think might have happened. Would you right now, if you're me, would you swap him? Would you trade? Would you offer him? Like, hey, man, do you want McCaffrey and I'll take I mean, Eckler? It's a tough like without even going into the season? I would because I would, if I didn't draft yet, I would pick Eckler. But understanding you and the way you operate, that'll be something that'll just ruin your entire NFL season. <laughs> if you week by week, if I do be, trade it and then I'll start doing comparing the two, yeah, I would have won this mess. week if I not doing like, that. Nope, nope, nope. I uh, just think the same offense, they do have weapons, but I think he's been the focal point, even with the addition of the rookie receiver. They didn't add any weapons. Both the receivers, you could make the case Mike Williams improves a little bit, but I think we got what we got out of him. And you could definitely make the case that Keenan Allen is a little Keenan bit Allen. of a decline. Of course, he's a great player, but age is age. And it's undefeated. He's on this. According uh, to sources. He's been in the league a while. Yeah. You would imagine that Eckler is going to be the guy again, especially in the goal line. They don't have really great rushing totals as a team. But he still had 107. And I think the depth chart has a lot to do with it, too. You look behind Austin Eckler and you're seeing guys like Josh Kelly and Isaiah Spiller and like guys like that where you're just like, cool, look, they're McCaffrey, there. McCaffrey but is going to be a stud. I believe but it. At the I same time, I think, I think Eckler is just going to be a little bit more consistent on a week to week basis. With an involvement in the I, I, I can probably get behind that idea. Um, other bigger things that happened in that draft is that the fact that in the seventh round, I was able to land a Trevor Lawrence. I feel like that's a very good value for a pick like that where i feel like he's gonna have his best year yet adding a calvin ridley getting evan ingram yeah. under contract you know what i mean like so these guys and plus their running game the dip offs to etn and also uh tank bigsby which i got in like the 12th or 13th round um i'm heavy jaguar guy this year um i, I think that they're gonna take that leap and probably run away with that division this year. That's just me because I look at the other teams in that division. They should. The Titans they're, are kind of blah. They don't really do it for me. The, the Titans suck. The they're Texans the are just brutal. After everything no, I've seen no, out of CJ Stroud. The, the, the Titans are the only competition in, in true sense of the word. The Colts look like they're in utter disarray. What do you think the solve is for Jonathan Taylor? Right now, he's been given permission for the next week. August 28th, I believe, is the deadline. So another four or five days for him to search a... Uh, a, a partner, and from what I'm reading and all the sources have said, Miami's in on him. Philadelphia has entertained it, which I would just, uh, Howie Roseman, stop already. Like, he's just the GOAT GM right now, and he has been. Um, but, like, teams like the Bears have a lot of capital to give up, and maybe they're not sold on Khalil Herbert. Do you think that Jonathan Taylor, being drafted where he's being drafted, in my in my draft, I believe he slipped to the third round. Or, or second round, or late second round. It was round. third, but it, it was third? should not happen like that. So, but what I'm saying is, even he's not from what everything that I'm reading from Rappaport to the guys that I actually trust as credible sources, the, the friction between him and Ursay, it's gone. It's frayed. It's over. So now it's a matter of, will he be outright cut? Because we've seen that happen. We've seen that happen. Hopkins. They no. were looking for trade partners. No, couldn't do it. They're not going to, they're going to get a, a early day two pick. That's my guess. I mean, they want, they want a Christian McCaffrey type hall. They want, but I'm just telling, I'm letting you know, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> it's funny, Jim <laughs> talking to you, Ursay. You drunk fuck. It's funny how he says the, the value of the running back is down, right? And he's not valuing the running back, but he wants all the value back for Jonathan Taylor. Well, I, mean, well, I, I thought don't, his value I don't even know. I don't even know that it's Ursay making the... Oh, it's definitely Ursay. Look, 100% it's Ursay making the decision final, like, yes, we can do this, or no, we can't, or approving the idea of even trading him, but they're going to get what he's worth in the open market. That's what's going to happen. They're yeah. not going to just decide, hey, you know, because it's worse for them to cut him. There's no doubt Correct. about that. They're going to lose money in that regard. 
and they don't get any pick, you're not cutting him. If he's seeking a trade, the only the only fix here is that he just plays. If that's the case, and he just sits there, and goes I, for whatever the reason, just don't, I don't see, see it happen. that happening. And I he's coming off trade. the ankle. Look, because there's a deadline on it. Indy's talking like this. They want a first. They're not going to get a first. They're not going to get a second. If they did get a second, it would be because there's multiple teams in on it. And, that's and somebody's the got the way. highest bidder type, that's the only type situation. And I don't see that happening. Miami either. missed out on Dalvin Cook as he signed with the Jets. Everybody knows that. Miami was also in, and apparently there's been a report that Miami called up the Raiders. And they said, look, what do you want for Jacobs? And then they said Jacobs isn't for sale. So now they're so in I on Jonathan. Miami's it looks like Miami is heavy. to get Jonathan Taylor. Which, be, do you think that's be, the missing piece of, of an offense like that? Because they have, like, four running backs over there that are serviceable. Mostert, uh, you know, a couple guys think, that we've seen I already. I think a little Acne bit more or whatever of the missing piece in that regard was, I know McDaniels wants to run the football. They couldn't last year because they didn't have the line to do it. Truthfully, they didn't have a really good run-blocking offense. Mm-hmm. That won't change with Jonathan Taylor back there. Obviously, I think he's an upgrade over whatever they had. But... Miami needs to prove that they're going to be able to uh, run block effectively for anybody to run the ball on Miami. I think Miami has a really good chance at improving on the offensive line play because that's the one thing that you could look at in a team and be like, well, I don't really know anybody on on their O-line, but as a unit, they play well. Miami could get that going. They're coached well. You would assume that they're coached well with uh, McDaniel's history. Um, I don't think it's the missing piece for them to win the Super Bowl or that division. I think it's still going to be Buffalo. All right, another uh, candidate uh, to not play this year, not by choice, but by skill. Um, it looks like the 49ers have made their decision to go Brock Purdy one, Sam Darnold two. The Lance dance is now third. Trey Lance is third on the depth chart, a.k.a. you gone. There ain't no way he's sticking around as a third-string well, quarterback. They might. That would be insane. Let's talk about that. Like, let's 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 really break that down. All the, the, the moves they made to go get this guy, and then all of a sudden they're giving up. This is a a shout from the for the mountaintops any, from the Niners. Team, you better win it all this year or something. Any, if there's any team in the NFL that's equipped right now to be able to carry three quarterbacks, it's probably the 49ers. And not only equipped, but lesson learned, you better have three quarterbacks. Well, that's a new rule year, in the NFL this year that you can well, carry one not against not against the roster space. So Sure. So Trey just sits and, and just like, sits. And the rule was sits, put in because which team got the 49ers. So also, do you do you realize that outside of Sam Darnold, which honestly Sam Darnold might even still be on his rookie rookie deal, but or it's just like a he was done with his rookie contract and now he's on a one year prove it deal. So their quarterback room He's been is, on three teams in like five seasons. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that he's not on the same deal. That's true, because I think he's got he got traded to Carolina. And I don't think they ever bagged him. They never gave him the money. No. So they traded him again. So either his contract expired. I think it's expired because he signed. Yeah, he signed. So it's on a one-year prove-it deal. I would assume so. What would you assume that that contract is worth? Nothing. With incentives. Right. Right. Now, how much do you think Trey Lance is getting paid? He's clearly the highest paid out of the bunch because he's the highest pick. But guess what year he's going into? His contract year. No. No? Second to second. So he's still in his third year. Okay. Right. And Brock Purdy's the last pick of the draft. Their quarterback room is dirt cheap still. That's true. So they can retain three quarterbacks with the new rules, and there is a reason for it because they've had issues with the quarterbacks in the past getting hurt. Trey Lance's total contract guaranteed salary, his cap number this year, this is alarming, is $9 million. That's alarming for the quarterback position? For the third one? Look at the the position as a whole. Let's, let's, 
let's look at it as a whole mm-hmm. and then look around the league. Show me another quarterback room. I'm going to look for Sam Darnold's contract here. Let's see what he's got paid for. He's going to be a free agent next year. In 2023, his cap number is 5.7. So now you're looking at $15 million. And then Brock Purdy makes pennies, I'm assuming, literally nothing. Uh, his contract is, Jesus Christ, his 2023 number is $889,000. So right now, sixteen million, probably about $16 million in your quarterback Donald's, room. Donald's 5.7. Why is it that high? I have no fucking idea. Because maybe, think about it, going into this, he might have been the only healthy option. Well, at the same time. Because right now, Purdy was dealing with the elbow. Lance was dealing with the ankle. I still wouldn't be giving him guaranteed. But like you just said, I I just proved your point. Six million. Your quarterback room is making $16 million this year. Where guys are making 25, 30, 35 a year as the QB1. Now, what would the cap hit be to cut? Who? Trey Lance. His dead money. uh, Let's see. The Trey Lance dance. Let's see here. Looking up Trey Lance. Um. His contract, free agent, 2025. 2023 cap number is 9.3. Dead cap, oof, he gets cut. (laughs) If he gets cut, well, it would be post-June 1st. So it's $14 million dead cap hit because of the contract that he's worth. They're not cutting him. They're not cutting him. They have to trade him. And think about it. Who's out there in the quarterback market who has a shaky quarterback? Atlanta, maybe, with Desmond Ritter. Maybe they're not sold over there. I feel like they're like Spider-Man meme, (laughs) to be honest. Um, they actually look alike. I think that uh, it's safe to say that Trey Lance is just going to be not dressing. I'm pretty sure I said that on this show last week or two weeks ago. I'm, I've been saying that for a while. Far cry from what I was talking last year preseason. But <laughs> at the end of the day, the injury affected him. And if you saw what Brock Purdy did in that offense, it's kind of my indicator of what I was talking about to begin with anyway. His fully guaranteed money is $34 million, Trey Lance. Mm. Good for him, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. He, listen. Now you can just get to chill. I mean, who's going to fucking sure bother you? I'm sure he wants to play football. Of course he and does. And it's not over for him. It's Brock Purdy took the job and, and ran with it. And Trey Lance is probably not getting the reps that he needs, considering that where he's coming from and the injury. And you have to get back. You can't, you can't just all of a sudden be ready to go, not get reps, because there's three guys that are fighting for a spot. Mm-hmm. The situation's not great for Trey Lance right now, but it's not all lost. Although he does look like he aged like eight years in a year. Hairline's doing some work. Doing some work. Um, anyway, so that's the at least the trade candidates, a little trade rumor ski. The other night you were on live on uh, on whatnot on your Tuesday night giveaway show, which by the way, these guys, if you if you're in the, the hobby, get on over to whatnot. Yeah, do it. Follow those do guys it. because the show on Tuesday gave away a full size, not gave away, auctioned off a full size authentic. I'm talking, they got the padding inside the helmet. This thing's straight off the yeah, field. Real deal. Um I really wish they would have actually that team wears those helmets because yeah, I mean, that would have been dope. It was a Carolina Christian McCaffrey signed helmet. Um, so Which is disappointing, if I'm being honest. I wish it would have been the Niners. But, hey, the, the thing was that we sold it by the players. So. The checklist was insane. I went in on a couple, which don't you know don't tell anybody of significance at my house um, because the credit card bill just do-do-do-do. Um, but anyway, uh, great checklist. But anyway, you brought up some polls. Um, okay. on that yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go through a couple fantasy questions. couple fantasy here. questions that were raised. I'll go to you, honestly, sure. and, then I'll, and then I'll debunk everything you say. <laughs> um, all, all right, right. so if you, had to, if you had to name your top three fantasy, this is going to be putting you on the spot. This might be rough. No, okay, I'll just, I'll just ask you it's, the poll it's, question. It's not going to put me. Go ahead. 
Hit right. me with it. Hit fantasy, me with it. Fantasy sleeper quarterback. So basically, after the top 12 guys, 10, 12 guys are gone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to be the best guy to fill in for your starter? And in real cases, maybe overtake your starter because that happens every year in fantasy, right? So I have some guys. Last I, year. I, I, I drafted one at the end of my draft in like the 14th round in Kenny Pickett. He's not on my list. Not on your list? You not don't think of list. any upside of, for Kenny Pickett this year, considering year two and in, in, in Pickens and Deontay on I the research? Of, a little bit good. for an uptick, but they don't. I don't think they're going to throw the ball enough. Well, then it means Najee Harris's value should be up. But um, well, All right, so it's not Kenny Pickett. The Steelers are one of those teams that very unsure about because their defense has been bad. And their division is just tough. And their division is tough. I think the Steelers might struggle a little bit this year. Do you have any stock good. or maybe on this list of Anthony Richardson? No. no, I do have a question about the rookie quarterbacks, but I'm going to say no on Anthony Richardson right now. All right, now. All right um, so just tell me, I'm- Gino, Jordan Love, Derek Carr, or Sam Howell. I'm in on Derek Carr. I look, he's coming from a, a system where McDaniel's and then they just didn't work right, and he had Devonte Adams. So you're thinking, okay, Derek Carr's going to just light up the scoreboard because he has with Devonte Adams. It didn't work, really pan out that way. Now. You go down to, to Nolens, right? You would hope you get Michael Thomas back on the field at some point in his life. Chris Olave is going to take that next step. They have a good tight end. They're going to drop that ball out of the backfield of Kamara a lot. I think Derek Carr might be a nice I think little Kamara fit. Is, is a fading star, if at best right now. I Kamara? Think, yeah. I mean, he's going to be mean, three Jamal, weeks fresh. I Jamal mean, Williams is... He'll eat up the goal well, line he's stuff. A, he's a good player. They actually have a kid, a rookie. That I might, like Kendra Miller a lot. Miller, yeah. Yes. That's that's the guy who I think is going to actually potentially lead the Saints in rushing this year. So you could mark that down. Kendra Miller as a sleeper. Huh. Um, so who won that poll? Jordan Love won the poll, 13. That was very influenced um, by you. It was not. I wasn't even <laughs> fucking talking about it. Um, Derek Carr came in second with 12, okay. who was influenced by Joe because he was voting on his other phone. <laughs> All right. What, you didn't vote? You didn't vote for Love? I was sitting in the seat, so I didn't even You want truth? Vote. I voted for Love. <laughs> in that poll, in that I voted poll, for Love. And yeah. look, listen, see, I think that Jordan, Jordan Love. Dobbs, but I think I don't think that Jordan Love is the answer. I think it could be. He has a decent amount of upside. I don't think he has the weapons to be able to the, get past what the Gino's Packers fascinate me. Gino was the number five quarterback last year. And that's number five quarterback last year. Yeah. And now he's like, could he be your, he should be your starter. Like if you missed but out on that not, first wave, you could run with Gino. Still, but, but you're not going to see anybody draft Gino over Dak, which. I think you can make the case that you should. I think you won't see anybody draft Geno over. You can make the case that you would draft Geno Smith over Dak Prescott, given the like the weaponry and stuff, like full arsenal of weapons. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna like only, argue back and forth. Only I just... because I think it's tit for tat. But last year Geno was better. He wiped the floor with a lot of guys last you know year. I mean? He was a Gino, top five Gino, fantasy quarterback. Nobody wants to talk about it, but Geno was really, really good at football last year. And like people want to say it's an anomaly, but it's tough to. To have a like season long anomaly at ten years in your you know like he just got Worked really for him. good things slowed down for him I think Gino and with the offense that he has a firm understanding of the offense they let Russ go because they believed a little bit in Gino can't forget that fact right didn't they get Gino after they got rid of Russ no Russ Gino was the backup when Russ got hurt the year before Gino Gino went in. in and then Drew Locke was there so he's been there a while he has an understanding know. of the offense they have DK Tyler I forgot about Lockett. that you know they have two running backs now and they got. Jackson, Jackson Smith, Smith and Jigba, who's hurt, but still, be Gino, back. even if they just maintain what they That was a quiet year, injury that they reported, huh? Broken bone in his wrist, surgery, and he might miss the first so week. I'm, I'm like, saying, wait, what kind Gino, of surgery is Gino that? Gino is, if you if you wait and you end up drafting Cousins or Rodgers 
Rodgers, you can make the case, won't go in the top 12 either. <laughs> My dad was very upset. <laughs> he wanted Rodgers because he drafted Garrett Wilson in the second. So he's like, fuck it, I'm going to stack and wait. Because nobody's going to touch Rodgers, right? Somebody took Rodgers. In like that sixth. Le- yeah, that was A little early. And I was like, what? That's little why you question. got Lawrence, bro. That, that's exactly why I got Trevor Lawrence. Um, so, yeah, so look, they- the Packers, for me, can go either way this year. They really can. I think their defense is going to be very good. They're qu- equipped with a lot of Georgia Bulldogs, which, guess what? That will equal, eventually, that will equal a good defense. Or firing for their D coordinator. I talked to uh, Jesse Holly on, on uh, Jersey Boys the other day, former receiver for the Cowboys. And he was talking about Mozzie Smith. And I was like, you know, a lot of people are getting on Mozzie for getting pushed off the ball. He goes, here's the thing with Mozzie Smith. Or any rookie or young man, if you're 20, 21, 22 years old, and you go into the league, and you line up across a 31-year-old grown man, nine times out of ten, that grown man strength will win. It will. Like, you could be the well, strongest I mean, fucking guy in the draft class, but guess what? When you line up across D-line a vet. they're going to struggle early. Exactly. So but that's why I say that round, with the Packers. What be- round do you think Mozzie Smith gets picked in this year? He's not. He's a fucking defensive tackle. Um, but anyway, the reason why I said that about the Packers is I'm going, this is circling around the Jordan Love. Um, oh. The defense will be good, good enough to keep, keep him in games, I think. It's a matter of can Jordan Love, he's, listen, if, if Packer fans, including yourself, nobody's expecting this guy to be Rodgers, right? It, it's just not a thing, right? It's just not a thing. Unless you go not two, yet. three years deep, and you're like, wow, he turned out to be just like Rodgers. And it's like a prove-it thing. Jordan Love, it, it, it's just very well, difficult we're to— gonna, Of course, when, once Jordan Love becomes great at football, we're going to—we're obviously going to incorporate recency bias. So he's going to be better than Rodgers if he's doing it currently, <laughs> Right. right? So that's a clear thing. I guess and we'll it's see. definitely obvious. But Jordan Love's making all the right moves right now. He hasn't put the ball in the wrong spot in preseason. It's preseason. Romeo Dobbs. At least Dubs, he's playing. Romeo Dobbs <laughs> is the highest rated. At least, at least you're seeing your quarterback Romeo play. Romeo Dobbs, highest rated uh, receiver in the NFL in the preseason by PFF. I know PFF is eh, but at the same time. This is why you keep him in Dynasty Leagues. All right, next question. Um, or next, next, next question. Okay. Topic, poll. I'm going to skip the, the most fantasy points by a rookie quarterback because I don't think it really matters. Not many people should be investing in the rookie quarterbacks. But they all look just like to shit. The question, Let's be I, honest. Just to answer the question, I have no idea. I didn't really do too much of an analysis. Who's going to be the highest scoring rookie quarterback? I think I, I think, think it's going to be the guy with the most opportunity, which I think offensively will be Bryce Young. Opportunity meaning he got some talent around you. I think Decent he could talent. also be the guy that is just going. CJ Stroud might be in for a world of hurt. The guy that's just going to rush for a thousand yards potentially. Might be Anthony Richardson. <laughs> All right, so we're looking at a lot of running back value late mid rounds. Um, fantasy sleeper, and when I say sleeper, I mean. All these guys are realistically, when you get them, you're hoping that they're going to be a sleeper. They're going to fall. The way the receivers are going in the drafts this year, there's a lot of value at running back in the like middle. I got a league. I got rounds. a league winner for you, and I guarantee he's on that poll. What is it? The best running back? Javante Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, James Cook, or Khalil Herbert? Not even one of those four. A potential league winner for you this year? I'll Andre go. Andre Miller. No. And it's not the sexiest pick in the world because you're just like, Ugh. is it going to be Connor? It's James Connor. It's not. It's because they got nothing else. If it's Colt McCoy for the first month of the season, he's going to be much. shoving that ball into his gut. I've been too much about Connor, where everybody's like, oh, he's this. He's. I don't care. I I will never believe in James Connor. What he's, could they possibly do offensively then? Um, the reason why I don't I don't like. Connor Are you in on Hollywood Brown reason, later? No. no. So I'm you're just skipping on, on the cards. Yeah, gone. Thank you very much. I'm good. 
I'm not in on Connor because I just feel like he's too goal line dependent. If you look at his yards per carry over his career, it's like it's very low. Jamal Williams, same deal. These guys, they they don't get the ball anywhere but close. Connor maybe a little bit more than Williams, but still heavily touchdown dependent. If you take away those massive touch, you can make the case that okay, he's just gonna do it again this year. But bro, he's not gonna finish his career with 140 touchdowns. He gets like. We'll see. I just think that James Conner has a chance to do a lot of things because nobody else could on that offense. I knew you were going to say Conner because I've been seeing that a lot. And that, listen, I've been doing my out research these, and due diligence. Guys, I feel like this guy's going to do something special. I don't out know. of these guys, I still think Javante. I, I like him. I think with um, Sean Payton addition to the Broncos, I almost said Saints, Javante Williams could return to form in his rookie year. You know I talked about him. At, yeah, at no. Right. He the burned me last year because of the injury. but The injury does scare me. And I the other three backs, the reason are you, why are I'm you away, not are you not in on Khalil because of the Bears thing? Because a lot of people are in on Khalil Herbert. Right I'm now. in on Khalil. I, I think Khalil Herbert's a good player. I just worry because of their ability or their propensity to use fields in the run game. I think that takes away when you have a clear rushing quarterback. It takes a little bit away from James Cook as well because Josh Allen runs the shit out of the ball. Mm. And then Pacheco, it's the same thing with any chief not named Kelsey. I think you're going to get good value out of Pacheco. He's going to be a guy that you could count on flexing. And get points here or there, but there'll be some games where he's just absent. I took Sky Moore very late in my draft. I feel like he's going to be wide receiver one outside of Travis Kelsey being wide receiver one. Yeah, you know I like what I mean? Sky like Moore. Sky Moore's good. Kadarius Tony sits there on, in the free agency right now uh, for my league at least. So I'm just kind—I can't have two, uh, and I wouldn't swap him. I really wouldn't. I don't know why. But anyway, what's next? We'll wrap it up. Um, second best tight end. Outside of Kelsey, I think a resurging new contract, happy-go-lucky Lamar Jackson is going to really feed Mark Andrews. I don't think there's – to me, there's not much of a debate um, with that one. I think Mark Andrews has proven in the league that he could be tight end one in this league. And obviously, look, Travis Kelsey is a, a unicorn right now because I think the offense he's – I'm kind of curious to know how this offense moves. Talk about Kansas City without Eric Bieniemy. I don't understand that like he was just like – he got he, – he, was never getting a head coaching job anywhere. He still might not. He might be like the interim if they, you know, if they fire Rivera finally over there in Washington. But like I look at that offense and I say Travis Kelsey's the the number one guy because he just finds himself open. I feel like Mark Andrews finds himself open like a lot. Yeah, he does. But they do have more weapons in Baltimore now than they ever have. Which don't so, you think that kind of opens him up a little bit? I think that's why Jason Witten was so effective, in my opinion. Like there was yeah, always but, well, Jason Witten wasn't. Probably wasn't ever the second best tight end in fantasy either, though. No? No. Hmm. I would say Gates, you could make the case. Tony Gonzalez, Gates, like there was always guys. That's true. You know, so not that he wasn't great. No, but he'll, he'll, go, he'll about, walk into Canton. We're talking about fantasy, yeah. you know. I think there is a good case to be made for Andrews. I think with the other weapons like you were or we were talking about, I think that might take him down a notch a little bit. I'll put Hawkinson at number two. But truthfully, I'm not taking any of these guys because I, I just well. Don't, Go that high on tight end. If if you're if we're being honest, if you look at two teams and we're talking about Hawkinson's team and and uh, and Andrews's team, you would think that the Vikings offensively are more equipped and like that. If you're talking about if you're talking about Mark Andrews dipping in production because of the talent around him, then you got then you have to use that same argument for Hawkinson. He's got well, the best receiver well, in football. With I'll him. say that the Vikings are a much 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 more pass happy offense than the Ravens are. Well, so, now they're going to definitely be considering right? so no cook. So they throw the ball a lot more. The Ravens are traditionally a run football team, and while it has been Andrews for the most part, we don't know how they're going to be with the addition of these weapons because it's just something you haven't seen yet. 
Is Lamar going to distribute a little bit more to some of these other guys? I think he might. Bateman's now coming into his own. Good. Um, About time. <laughs> Zay Flowers. Yeah. Odell. Odell. Right. Dobbins is supposed to be healthy. Yeah. We'll see a, about that. Enigma. But we're, we're looking at a bunch of weapons in Baltimore. Andrews could be the recipient that of more, gonna be more so touches. Fun. But I don't anticipate. You don't typically see the tight ends targets go up with the addition of guys on the outside. Yeah. You just don't. So. All right. Well, and listen. I do think Hawkinson is going to have more targets than he's ever had in his career. Draft season is upon us. Like I said, I'm one deep and got another one this weekend, which, by the way, ready for this? I got a text. Now, keep in mind, and I've said this on my other show, got to wear a tutu this year because I finished dead last in another league, right? And at bar A, so, you know, obviously, perfect, perfect scenario for me to wear a tutu in front of all the the ones and twos at, as, uh, as bartenders over there, I'm sure, right? So it's gonna, I'm going to feel like a total bag of shit. My partner in the league can't make it. I said, bro, has this got to do with the tutu? Because I'll wear the fucking thing. I don't care. He's like, no, nah, I'm just, you know, he's, he's busy. He's a very busy guy, and he works a lot, right? So now I'm going by myself. This is the first time I've ever drafted by myself in that league without any input. I think you'll be okay. And honestly, there's nothing worse than somebody wanting to pick somebody else that I want and me having to do it. I'd rather not have the team. I'd be like, you want to share this team? I'm drafting it. Well, that's what I that's what I came back and said. I said, bro, I, I, you really want to be in with me if you're not going to be there? He's like, yeah, I definitely want to split. I trust you. You know, we're, we're very like-minded when it comes to fantasy players. He had the the, uh, the, uh, the ninth pick or eighth pick in my league, and I had the second. So we both saw each other's strategies, and now we have the ninth in this. Who do you think falls to me? That's what I want to know. Who's the ninth? And, that, and it, you can no know. longer call my league archaic because Joe and his league is still standard. So that's the last standard league that I ever will participate in, and it goes forward. Who's who's falling to me at nine? Two part question, actually. Go ahead. How many Giant fans are in the league? You think Barkley sits there? Potentially, it depends how receiver heavy everyone goes. The, the Not first, non PPR, so it's like I've seen Barkley go fifth. I've seen Barkley go ninth. I've seen if Kelsey's sitting there, it's at nine. Snag him. I mean, yeah. And Mahomes on the I'm way not, back. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I have nothing to I want. Nothing to do with that. All right. So another bold one. Is nine too high for Tony Pollard? Yes. So but, is, but he's so been is, but he's been mocking so at like 13. thirteen. I'm good. That's just your cowboy hater in you. All right. No, it's anyway. not. <laughs> it's, it's like I would take CD over Pollard. At nine. At thirteen. They don't make it both. I don't think either of them make it to me at 13, honestly. Well, they should both be there for you to pick. Maybe CD gone. At like CD's going top 10 from what I'm seeing. No. I mean, he wouldn't be in my top 10, but he's right after it. I'm taking running backs over these guys. Like, And CD, you put him right outside the top, I would say, four, five receivers, right? You could say Jamar, definitely Chase. Same guy. I mean, uh, Jefferson, <laughs> definitely. Um, Cup, Jefferson, Chase, Cup Tyree is three. Hill. Hill, four. Devontae. With his quarterback? I'm, I'm probably not. I guess you could say Devontae. the same thing about Dak. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, Jimmy G I'm or probably Dak? not picking Devontae over C.D. Lamb this year. But I think somebody will. And that's like the, the beauty of it. We shall see how it all plays out. It goes down Sunday. So I'll let so everybody know. So top ten, then we're done. Okay. Right? Chubb. That's Eckler. Could Chubb fall to me at nine? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where you'll end up. You'll either end up with Barkley or Chubb. 
<laughs> then I'm going Chubb. <laughs> That's just me. What if um, it's what if it's Chubb or uh, Barkley or Pollard? You sure about that? <laughs> um, I, only because of the volume that I know that Barkley's involved in that offense, I have to no, almost go Barkley. You better say Barkley. I better say Barkley. So anyway, it's not a, it's we hope you guys enjoyed this week's installment of the Chop Sports Social. Be sure to follow all the shows under the Chop Sports Media umbrella. There might actually be some, I'll talk to you after about this, there might actually be a world we live in where Chop Sports Media actually presents a wrestling promotion. <laughs> yes, you guessed it. So there's put potentially a, a whole thing involved there coming soon. Uh, but there's a whole lot. Go follow the Fight Factory, Squeaky Bump Time, the Jersey Boys podcast. Um, we're all over the place. We got uh, the podcast network has Till Mets Do Us Part, the goddamn Jets. It's all over there. So go check out all the content that we're producing right out of here, right out of Chop Studios. Uh, so until then, and until next time, it's Sturch, it's Gooch. We will see you guys next week. Yeah.